Welcome to the Strong Families Podcast, where we believe that strong families connect to Jesus, connect to each other, to a faith community, and to their mission and purpose. Hey, Strong Families, let's start off tonight with a question. What was the one moment in school, maybe in school right now, or for some of you parents, you're going to have to think way, way back to your school days. What was that one moment in school that you used to dread the very most? Maybe it was the first minute of the day. Maybe it was when the teacher passed out the tests. But you know what it was for me? For me, it was the moment when we all lined up at recess to choose teams for sports. As a grown-up, I actually turned out to be pretty good at sports. So there's hope for you guys out there. But I have to tell you, as an elementary school kid, I was not very good at sports. I was fast, but I just wasn't very coordinated. I couldn't throw far. I couldn't hit far. I couldn't catch the ball super well. So when we all lined up at recess to choose teams for sports, I was always the last or the second to last person picked. I dreaded that moment so much. I used to hate that. I felt so ashamed and embarrassed being left there last in line. Nobody wanted me. Everybody knew that I just wasn't very good. I wanted to make my team proud. I wanted to do good and and be good at sports. But at that time in my life, I just hadn't really caught up yet to where the other kids were. What was your moment? Share with your family together. What is the one moment in school? And if your parents can't remember, it could be at work. What's the one moment that you just dread? (laughs) Take a second to share. Tonight, we're looking at a story of Jesus as he was choosing his team. No, we're not really talking about a sports team. Jesus' team was his disciples. These were the men who traveled with him and learned from him and saw him do miracles and heard him teach. And when he was gone, they were the men who carried on the message and built the church that we are now a part of today. So this team is very, very important. These are the closest people to Jesus. Now, you would think that Jesus would choose the very best people for his team, right? It's not like a sports team where you choose the fastest and the strongest. But I mean, if I were Jesus and I wanted to make the very best team, I think I would choose the nicest, the kindest, the smartest, the wisest. So that's why in tonight's story, it's a little bit surprising that Jesus chooses this person. Because he's not the sort of person that anyone would have wanted to choose. In fact... He's the sort of person that people would have avoided, that people would have not just saved till last, but people would have said, you don't get to be on our team at all. Let's read the story together in Matthew 9. You can follow along in your Bibles. As we read, as always, I want you to look for that one word or sentence or phrase that jumps out to you. Or maybe you're kind of imagining the story in your head. You're seeing it in your mind's eye as we read. And you see something that that just stays with you. What is that one thing that just jumps out at you? We're starting in Matthew 9, verse 9. It says, As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. 
follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Okay, let's talk about a few things in this story. First of all, you need to know that the tax collectors were the bad guys. Maybe we've talked about this before. Nobody liked the tax collectors. It's not that they were dirty or smelled funny. It's that they actually were cheaters. They were working for the Romans, who were kind of the enemies in the first place. But also, they would not just charge the Roman rate. They would charge extra to keep for themselves, to line their own pockets and to get rich. So they were deliberately and literally cheating their own people. I mean, I don't think I would have liked the tax collectors very much either. So they're grouped in with some of the worst people, tax collectors and sinners. Second, the Pharisees were considered to be the very best people in society. The spiritual people, the ones that knew the Torah, the Bible, the ones that were close to God. Third, it is a big deal to come to someone's house and have dinner. It's a big deal that Jesus, a respected teacher, one of the most important people in society, would come and share a meal with one of the lowest people in society. And it wasn't just Matthew. It said that his other tax collector friends and other sinners were there with him. Third, it's interesting that the question the Pharisees asked was to the disciples, but Jesus overheard. Was it loud enough for him to hear? Or is this one of those God moments where Jesus can hear things he's not supposed to hear? Jesus says something interesting. He didn't come for the best. He didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick. And then he quotes a verse from the Old Testament that says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and says, I haven't come to call the good guys. But the bad guys <laughs> that's basically what he said okay i want you with your family to first of all talk about what stood out to you in the story what do you think it means and what might god be trying to tell you today through that thing that stood out there's probably a special message just for you in your life with what you're dealing with right now in that verse Second thing I want you to talk about is why is it significant that Jesus hung around with the people that no one else would have wanted to hang around with? Does that mean Jesus would have picked me first on his soccer team or does it mean a little bit more? Does it mean he cared more about what people thought? Maybe he was looking at the heart. What does it mean that Jesus identified himself as someone who came for the sick people, not the well people? And I'm just going to give you a little hint here, strong families. We're all sick people. Even the Pharisees, the best people in society, had something wrong with their hearts and something wrong with their attitudes. So when Jesus says, I've come for the sick people, what that actually means is that Jesus came for everyone. For all of us who have some piece of us that's maybe a little sick, that's maybe a little broken, that's maybe a little just not right or not all together. What does it mean that Jesus came for the sick? And when he says he wants mercy, not sacrifice, 
people would come to the temple and make these sacrifices and feel like they were good with God. But what he's saying is when, when you show kindness, when you show mercy to one another, that's when you're really good with me. What does that mean that Jesus wants of us? Strong families, talk about these questions and share what stood out to you. And lastly, I leave you with a challenge. If Jesus came to the broken, to the hardest people in society, what does that mean for how we should live in our schools and towns and cities today? Who are the people that we should be seeking out? Have fun talking. Mm-hmm.